Thanks for listening to Tights and Fights. If you enjoy the show, we'd love it if you left us a five-star iTunes review, like this one from Charles O.J. Patterson. He says he loves how we format our wrestling discussions intelligently, but never sacrifice the impromptu, funny, and smart moments that we all love. If you want to spread the love, go to iTunes and hit those fives. Five, five, fives. Now, as Rick Rude would say, hit the music. Tights and Fights Podcast. It's the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Daniel. And this guy, Mike Eagle, is there as well. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Quiet on the cast. Can I please have quiet on the cast? Podcast with tights and tights and fights. I don't mean to yell. Talking wrestling with Mike and Danielle. Tyson Our producer fights. is Julianne Burrell. Stories and jokes that we're gonna and tell. Tights and fights. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. With a tear in my eye. I'm Hal Lublin, <laughs> and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the new Bay, Danielle For. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, hello. The new Bay. Goodbye, old Danielle bae. Redford. Hello. hello. I messed it up. I was so excited. No, it's so good. It's the new Bay. The yes, new it bae. is. <laughs> oh, Danielle. Uh, if I could make my booty clap like those claps. <laughs> Someday. Oh, God. <laughs> Hashtag fitness goals. Twerk goals, yeah. Goals. <laughs> and the 31st entrant in the Royal Rumble, That's Mike right. Eagle. That's right. I was there under the ring the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not over. You could still win. That's right. Well, WWE just capped off another big four pay-per-view weekend, and that means an NXT TakeOver on Saturday, Royal Rumble on Sunday, and those stories leading into Raw and SmackDown at the beginning of the week. It's a lot to get to, but we're going to cover what we cared about in the 2017 Royal Rumble special. <laughs> Theme song. It says the Royal Rumble special 2017. Let's start out with the NXT <laughs> TakeOver. I'm like the anti-Mike Eagle. All my theme songs are terrible. Oh, no, no, no. I think we're about equal. We're on equal footing. Well, you were starting to improve it, and then I was like, I got to get out of this. I have nothing else. It can't be good. You were afraid you were going to be alone. I was afraid. I had your back. Let your light shine, Hal. I believe in you guys. I love you guys. Thanks. All right. Let's start out with NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Uh, I liked the show. I thought it was good. I hated how short the women's match was. Mm. It was it was dense and good, but it was dense because it was so short. Like, why didn't they have more time? It was a really interesting story they were telling. Mm-hmm. They did it effectively with the time that they had. But, I mean, I don't know. Ty Dillinger losing again, and then he appears in the Royal Rumble, but he hasn't shown up on either of the shows. It, that's a little bit disappointing. I loved... The Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura match. Mm. I will say that. Uh, what did you guys think? Overall impressions of the show? Well, I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I saw like I saw part of the women's match and I thought that was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw pieces of the main event and I thought that was cool too. But I have not gone back to watch it and I don't know that I'm gonna. <laughs> really? Why not? I just don't have any time. I just don't have any time. Do you also feel like once you get past an event that you there's no need to watch it anymore? Well, you know, it depends. Spoiled? Honestly, what happens is in an event like that where I didn't really have any anticipation for it at all. Like, there was nothing I was really looking forward to see on that card. And so if 
I had heard that something super amazing had happened mm-hmm. and I would have made it a point to watch it, but nobody was really talking about it. So, I, you know. All right. No, no chatter about NXT TakeOver. Danielle? I'll do a lot of listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of listening. Active listening? That's right. Will be happening. I, you know, I, I share a lot of the same feelings you do. We all know, and I've talked about this, like NXT is in a rebranding, like in a rebranding, rebuilding year. Right. Um, they lost a lot of their heavy hitters last year when everyone got plundered. Um, so now they're like trying to make it back up. Obviously, the entrances for the Rude Shinsuke match were amazing. Yep. As we knew they would be. Yeah. It was so good and it was so much fun. Um, that I also agree that that women's match was too short, and I loved what they did with it. But man, yeah, like why? <laughs> I, I like Nikki Cross. Yeah, I was. I didn't know a lot about her, and I don't know a ton about Sanity. I, I, I'm aware of them, and she is the most compelling member of that group to me. Yeah, like, I like really... watching her operate. She's a loose cannon. I want to see more from that character in that division. Yeah, she in the, in the same way that kind of like um, Rosemary is obviously like the star of Decay. Like for me, she's the star of Sanity for sure. Yeah. Do you think they're going to put her over Asuka? Like straight up? No. I, no. Something's no got to. They've built Asuka up as a fucking beast. She's like, so Brock, like she's Brock Lesnar. She's Brock yeah. Lesnar. So someone. Whoever takes her down has got to be someone who was like equally beastly, or it's got to be through shenanigans. Nice. Yeah. I think is the only way to do that. I I want to see it be Ember. Yeah, I, I want to see be. it be, and I think that's who it's going to be because Ember <clears throat> is also a beast. Right. Yeah. Um, and they kept her out of the four way. Yep. So and I think they no... did that on purpose so that she wouldn't be weakened when it's time for her and Oscar to. So she to didn't do have a thing. match on it, did she, Ember? Ember Moon. Did yeah. she have a match on the on the takeover? Uh, no, no, she didn't. Did she have a match on the last takeover? Nope. So I, I think she had a so. debut match after it's before SummerSlam. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she. No, they're. I'm. I feel like with her, they're. They're trying to do it right. They're building her up. I'm gonna give them some time. If it's still like this after like WrestleMania weekend, where it's like, where's Ember? Right. Um. Then I'm gonna be like, yo, stop fucking up. Right. Cause give you, me my unbreakable Sash. Right. <laughs> Got to showcase her, man. All right, well, let's go straight to what was arguably the biggest moment of the event, and I know you were all over this, Mike, and that is the battle between the two people with the best entrances in NXT, the glorious one, Bobby Roode, who defeated Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT Championship. Let's listen to that moment. Bobby Roode! All right. <laughs> do you think the match was a good showing for Rude as he ascends to the top of NXT? What do you think, Danielle? I know you saw a little bit of it, Mike, but Danielle was there on the scene <laughs> watching him television. Hello, it's NXT reporter on the scene, Danielle. <laughs> All ships at sea. Um, I I think it was great. I think like Shinsuke's another one where he's been built up that he's again like Asuka. He's like such a beast that it's okay for him to, like, lose this and even lose it and stick around and not necessarily go. Of course, I'm ready for him to go on the main roster. I'm scared of what's going to happen to him when he goes on the main roster. Yeah. Like, I'm like I'm scared of him walking in and people are going to be like, um, why is weird licking himself <laughs> Japanese Michael Jackson here and what do we do about it? Like, I'm afraid that they're not going to understand, like, what to do with his character. Um, Sometimes he looks like... Uh, he was winking at somebody, and somebody hit him on the back, 
at everything your mother told you is true. <laughs> and just stuck. His face stuck that way. He's made for SmackDown, though. No, he's got to go. If he doesn't he's go to SmackDown. He's got to go. He cannot. Do not let him touch Raw. Oh, my God. He's yeah. got to stay to SmackDown. So we'll see. That'd be heartbreaking. But I feel mm-hmm. like Rude needed this win more than Shinsuke did. Yeah. Um, if for no other reason, and part of it's obviously because like I know his story and I know that he used to be like one of the big dudes at TNA. And so then for him to come down and not go straight to the main roster, but to go to NXT, um, that means that like that's a win that he needs to have right. more than like Shinsuke, who obviously was like a master and a beast in Japan, but hadn't conquered the U.S. yet or hadn't done a lot of like work in like TNA or anything yet. Yeah. So Rude definitely needed that win more, especially now, because I think that that match for everybody who's like, dude's just an awesome theme song in a row. But like that was a great match. Yeah, I thought he worked well. Mm-hmm. He came across as tough, but more importantly, he came across as crafty. Yep. So he's willing to cheat, but also he's willing to just outsmart his opponent. Yeah. He's a great worker. The The thing about the theme song is that the theme song is more charismatic than he is. And that's the problem. Yeah, and it, there's nothing he can do about that, I don't think. <laughs> right. right. That, that theme song's more charismatic than, like, all of us. That, we're exactly. We're fucking charismatic. <laughs> exactly. Uh, have like, y'all met us? We're pretty great. Um... <laughs> But yeah, yeah th- and that that's a huge problem because yeah. he's got that yeah. amazing theme song and a lot of people have been like, why would you waste it on someone like him? But it's, he was like good. And I think it was a great match. I think that again, he was very charismatic. So <clears throat> yeah, I didn't see, you know, I never see charisma in him. That's the thing. I see a great worker. I see an awesome worker, but I just, I don't see the, the, the compelling Things about him. See, you, I, you know. I liked it, and he was great in Beer Money, and he kind of did I it. I never liked Beer Money either. I know. I didn't like. I don't like Bobby Roode going all the way back to Team Canada and TNA. I, I know. Never dug him. <laughs> never dug him. I I like that there's a stillness to him. I like that his theme song is like the opposite. Same. Because other people brag for him. Same. And he just comes in. And, and assumes that he's glorious. He doesn't need to. There's something to peacocking where you feel like when somebody's doing it, it's because they're not confident in who they are as opposed to him who just stands in and goes, yeah, I'm fucking glorious. Drink it in. Listen to my theme song. Unless, of course, you're Shinsuke and it's like, no, he will hit you in the throat. <laughs> yeah. And right then, in the throat. But is he winking? Does he want me? Is it an inside joke that I missed? I don't know. The inside joke is I'm going to punch you in the throat. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> That's next on Impractical Jokers. <laughs> but Rude wasn't the only new champion crowned on Saturday as the Authors of Pain beat Team DIY to become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Have you guys been <laughs> impressed with Akam and Razor under their manager, Paul it sounds like uh It sounds like uh, G.I. Joe villains. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> like some new Ninja Turtles dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Ra- right. <laughs> when a salamander crawled into the ooze <laughs> and then jumped onto a guy who worked as a bouncer for a couple of years and maybe did security for a couple R&B guys. And maybe maybe worked at Hot Topic a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> hey, you know what? When the seasons hit, you need extra money. <laughs> Are you going to turn down a little part-time jobby job? When a Hot Topic and a Spencer's love each other very much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but have you guys been impressed with them? I'm waiting to see more from them. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to say, like, I'm, I am I don't dislike them. It's just, you know, revival, DIY. Like, they're so, they're so good. I think that they've, I think I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with Authors of Pain. For me, they're obviously not up to... Like yeah. DIY or their revival. I don't, but I want to see what happens. I'm optimistic for them. I, I am too. They have time. That's what NXT is for. And every time I'm like, 
uh, I don't know if this connects with me. I don't know if it's clicking. I have to go back and remember this is what NXT is for, is to tweak these things and get these dudes ready for them to go to the main roster and for us to forget all of the good work they just did. But I will tell you I hate, 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 hate. I agree with everything that you've said, but I hate that the revival has essentially disappeared off of my radar. Mm-hmm. And I know they might be on NXT every week, but I'm not watching NXT every week. They, their titles are off of them. They won it back. They dropped them again. They're out of the title picture. They should they should have been the ones who answered the open call on SmackDown last night. Mm. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know why they insist on cooling these guys off before they bring you know bring them in red hot. Yep. While, Which while is what happened with Owens. That's why it worked with yeah, Owens. That's true. Because they did bring him in when he was red hot. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, you know this match was okay. I will say that it was decent. It wasn't one of those things where where the match felt decent in spite of the authors of pain. You know, obviously DIY, they're superior workers at this at this point. Yeah. Authors I'll of Pain are still learning. I'll tell you guys a problem with Authors of Pain. I'll say it because nobody else will. They okay. look like two large children. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem. Like D Lo Brown's twin they boys. They do look like D Lo Brown's they look like giant twelve year olds. <laughs> and and so the the booking question that they need to ask themselves that nobody is is what do you do with two large children? <laughs> and I think you know they got them looking menacing, but that's not the way. They got to be silly or something. They got to do something else. That that they are not the Legion of Doom. They are not the Legion of Doom. <laughs> they want to do like you won the titles. What's gonna happen now? We're gonna get lollipops. That's right. <laughs> I want big lolly. One of the big ones, swirly. <laughs> I'm going to Dave and Buster's. That's. <laughs> That's what they should be, Dave and Buster. They should just be Dave and Buster. <laughs> be Dave they should Buster. just, they should just, they should just, they should be working for tickets. Yeah. We could have tater skins if we want. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't get behind that. We're the champions. Tell me you wouldn't get behind that. <laughs> well, let's take a look now at the only title match where the champion actually retained. Asuka successfully defended the NXT Women's Title against Nikki Cross, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. Which two are Australian? <laughs> I just remembered. I can only remember one of them. I can only remember Billy Kay and uh, there was Peyton Royce. I like them both. I, l- I would listen to them cut promos for days just because they'll be like, we want your Oscar. <laughs> well, title. We're coming for it. Here we come. I like their, their twin uh, big bathing suit costumes. Yeah. yeah. I like those. I and think they those didn't have, great. there was not one moment where they uh, weren't working together. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, I dug that. They're I like um, uh, Lay Cool, where it doesn't matter who has the belt. They both. Yeah, have the belt. no, and I like that. Like the Aussie invasion, like the, the all these like ladies came in at the same time. Is it more than them too? Yeah, I feel like isn't there like another one? Well, I are don't there know. like two more that are just like hanging out at the performance center, just like waiting? I think it's like it's like fucking Highlander. Like they got to kill one of them off, <laughs> and then they can come back. That's what Emma's waiting for. Peyton Royce has to oh go, and God, then Emma can come right. back to the main. Ro- that's when Emmalina comes back. When Peyton Royce gets she, straight up murdered. Then Emelina can come to Raw. She can put on some clothes and. <laughs> I can. Right, I can dress she can like leave a person that, again. Leave that motel pool where they have her trapped. <laughs> <laughs> waiting to bring her back. Oh my I'm waiting God. for her to just start like winking SOS. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor, poor, poor Yeah, lady. but she's going to be doing the next video. It'll just be a piece of paper behind her with uh, longitude and latitude coordinates <laughs> scrawled on it. 
It turns out she was in Puerto Rico with, <laughs> with the shining stars the whole time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Once you go to that timeshare, you never leave. <laughs> never come back. So uh, the last NXT takeover, we were wondering why they brought in Mickie James for a match with Asuka instead of a woman from the NXT roster. Now they've immediately put three women into the title picture. So was this match encouraging for the division's future? Yes. I think it would have been more encouraging if it was a longer match. Um, oh, you don't think eight minutes is enough time for a four-way? Was that, that, that was how long it was? Like about an eight-minute match? Which is great. You know, eight minutes is short for a two-person match. It's short for a two... Woof. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, well, you, you guys know, I have... I, I, I want to believe rebuilding here. Yeah. I think that I have... Everything I've seen from everyone they've brought in in the women's division in NXT has been dope. I'm ready for more Ember Moon. I think it's going to start coming. Yeah. Because um, I'm ready for her to start, like, taking over and murking some Aussies. <laughs> like, <laughs> free Emelina. Hashtag yeah, free Emelina. Hashtag free Emelina. Come on, Ember. <laughs> do, do what everyone else can't. Um, <laughs> I do. I think it's – and then I think that this was a good match and a good way for them to show, like, hey, there aren't just four women who can rock this. And it's not just Asuka – on NXT. It was a great, even though it was short, it was a great showcase for everybody that was on it. Yeah. I just, you know, more. Just, just more minutes. All right. Did Liv Morgan have a match on this thing? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Okay. Liv Morgan, her whole thing. Is she also Australian? I don't think so. No, she's also doing like a, I'm from New York or New Jersey gimmick. Oh, it's a Carmella. Which is like, Very why much are like we? Carmella, yeah. She's exactly Carmella. Yeah. It's so upsetting to me. Like, she is exactly... <laughs> the first time I saw her was when they had that, like, women's tournament where, like, all of a sudden people that you hadn't seen in forever, um, like, what's his name? What's her name who don't know which way pinfalls work? You know? Oh, uh... uh That's fine if we can't Cameron? remember her name. Cameron, who has gone from our lives forever. Oh, Cameron. That's yeah. right. So, like, she a, was a person. <laughs> yeah, she existed. What was her favorite match? Was it, like... Her, oh, God. I still remember that her favorite match was, like, oh, Stone Cold was so mad at her. That's right, Molina versus Alicia Fox. And it had happened on Raw the week before. And Stone Cold, like, that gif is so classic. Um, But yeah, they had that thing where they were doing the roundup of all the women where they would all do, like, literally a one-second promo. And they did that. And, like, that was the first time I saw What's-Her-Name, and I was like, but we already have a Carmella. (laughs) Like, why do we... It it literally, like, it doesn't make any sense for them to both have that, like, yo, I'm from the East Coast, and I'm blonde, and... Well, you know, New York's a very big city. (laughs) Filled no. with blondes. It's, they call it the city that never stops being blonde. Uh, but let's look at the final two matches. Eric Young defeating Ty Dillinger and Roderick Strong defeating Andrade Cien Almas, which I forgot was on the card. With the exception of Dillinger, who looks like he'll be on the main roster soon. We'll see. They all stood to gain a lot for this takeover match, which had some lighter star power than usual. So who do you think raised their stock the most? Um, I also forgot that this match was on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> no one, I don't know. It's hard. That makes me feel bad. That's a very negative thing to say. Um, <laughs> now I have to go back and think about this match and whom I enjoyed in it. Eric Young looked good. He did That was a good, good match. They, and they're both good workers. Uh-huh. Good win for sanity. I like Eric Young. I like yeah. Eric Young. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It's. <sighs> he's all in on the gimmick. He doesn't feel like he's, it doesn't feel like a poor fit for him. Which is always a good sign. Yeah. I don't mind that Ty Dillinger didn't 
like win because yeah. like he still has time to come back and do more stuff and then maybe come in after WrestleMania. And you like thirty eight? I don't know if they're gonna bring him. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no, he is like thirty eight because now I'm remembering a story that someone. I'm remembering the story um, that remember that time that we um, had a man who does a podcast called Art of Wrestling on uh-huh, our show. Uh-huh. And he, he, you guys, if you don't know that, if you're new, you should probably go back and listen to that. That was a great. It's in the uh, archives. Podcast. Welcome to the show. Check out the archives. Yeah. Check out the archives. Um, but he told that great story about them hiding Seamus's belt. Right. Yeah. I think. So yeah, it's probably been a minute. Yeah, he's been in developmental for like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. This 10 thing does ha- I keep oh, forgetting that. Oh, that's right. That's Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, no. That's too ironic. Oh, he comes okay. out in that weird like disco queen Doctor Strange cape. He can Yeah, it that. is. It he is can very maybe strange. Lose that. And then and then put on some wrist tape. Yeah. I'm going to need him to put on some wrist tape. That, yeah. I think maybe that's what's holding him back. For lack of proper gear, yeah. You'd be surprised at how how less naked you look Mm -hmm. with a few inches of wrist tape. It's always weird when they take it off. They look like something's wrong. It bothers me. Yeah. You just need you need that wrist tape? I need it. Yeah. I need it so much. I need it so badly. (laughs) I like Roderick Strong. I like Roderick Strong. Me too. I do too. The finisher is the sick kick, which where he just runs and then kicks you in the chest. Is that, oh, is that what it is? I haven't seen his NXT work yet, so I didn't know if that's what he was using. He was in 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 uh, Ring of Honor. He was the master of the backbreaker, so everything was like all these weird creative backbreakers. Oh, I like that. I think he did a couple backbreak. I think they mentioned that maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in like he used to kill in Ring of Honor. Like, yeah, it was it was great. I don't know what they got him doing in NXT right now though. I think he's gonna be. He might be the next challenger for the title. It seems like they're trying to line him up. They put him in the picture when they had that. Uh, either fatal, fatal four-way or tournament or whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's... Do you think it's going to happen right away? <laughs> Why not? Who else is there? Well, I mean, they, they got to do the rubber. Yep. But so they got to do that. Rude wins that. Is that like... Yeah. Maybe before WrestleMania to send him to the main roster. Yeah. But then Roderick Strong, right? Because they have to have a... I think the smart yeah, thing no, is... Yeah, no, now that I'm looking at it, I can't think of... Yeah, have your title match, but also have a number one contenders match on the same show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what's the what's your title picture, guys? <laughs> what's your title picture? God. Hashtag your title Come picture. Come on, God. your title picture. How loves titles and pictures? Yeah, over under on how long uh, Andrade Cien Elmas remains in NXT. I'll set it at one week. And but over like, or under? Do we, is he going to the main roster? or Is he getting fired? Nope. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be cut and have great success somewhere else. I just because I heard he was really great in Mexico under a mask. Yep. Yeah. And they brought him up here, took his mask off, and put him in S.A. Rios's old clothes. Yeah. And it's not good. Yeah, he's wearing Tony Montana's pajamas. Right. Why are you wearing suspenders and no shirt? I mean, how yeah. long? You know, Elias Sampson. I kind of like a lot. Yeah. Was it do you know? I am, I am in the minority of fans, but I <laughs> I enjoy him because I want to see him get beat up. <laughs> I really do, and I that's, that's what takes. that's what he's supposed to be, right? Yep. Yeah, I think I don't know why that character hadn't gone farther. Is he no good in the ring? Because I never really actually seen him have a match. And then the bell rang. (laughs) (laughs) That bell got a ring. Well, (laughs) that does it for NXT. If you disagree with anything we said, keep it to yourself. Just kidding. Start the conversation at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights. When we come back, we're going to talk about Sunday's Royal Rumble. The good, the bad, and the Roman. That's up next on Tights and Fights. (laughs) 
I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? Perfect. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds, Sounds good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. My name is Patrick. My name is Ariel. My name is Joe Coglin. The first time I uh, went to MaxFunCon, I didn't know anyone. I was really uh, nervous about that. Everyone said not to worry about going alone, that I'd make friends right away, that I'd have an amazing time. It turns out everyone was right. I instantly had 200 new friends. I've made lifelong friends at MaxFunCon that I'm going to keep in touch with for the rest of my life. If you aren't sure if you belong at MaxFunCon, you belong. Don't be like me. Don't waste two years being too nervous. Just go already. Join Ariel, Patrick, and Joe at MaxFunCon. Tickets for MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. Tyson Bite Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... My name is Michael Eagle. (laughs) For the past two years, the Royal Rumble has been a controversial show with criticism that WWE does not understand how (laughs) to please their audience. So stupid. It's so dumb. So, did that change this year? Oh, my God. Well, kinda? No. (laughs) I agree with you. Let's hear what happened when it all came down to the 30th entrance. Oh, really? This? Anticipation was at its peak... And out came this man. The big dog! Do you hear that? Yeah. Do you hear the oh. collective anger? I really, as I was watching, I was tracking in my head. I was like, how many entrants do I know that they have? I know like 23, 24 guys for mm-hmm. sure. So I'm thinking, all right, there's a nostalgia guy, there's an NXT guy, and then there's a call out. Like there's some big surprise, some big debut. That I'm hoping for, which they set by having AJ Styles come out last year at like number three or four. Or they whatever. they have gone beyond that. They did all of these videos online asking people who they like to see in the room. Yeah. And people are yeah. talking about Angle and people are talking about Kenny Omega. They set us up for yeah. this. Yeah, they really did. And True they, story. as it got down, I was like, all right, well, Ty Dillinger came out at 10, so maybe they are kind of listening. Turns out that was the only bone they were. We should have known that they that they if they were if they were gonna give us that, that was all they were gonna give us. I was so happy though. I was remember, too. Remember the hope? Yeah, yeah. I ten happened, and you were like, "Oh, we're still at ten, and ten. Then he came out at ten, and anything could happen. Yeah, right. and he didn't go out right away. He stayed in for a little while. It was like fun to watch him. Hmm. But this was by far the biggest troll job WWE's had even... in a long time. Which was a bigger disappointment? Roman at number thirty. Or Orton winning. Uh, uh, Roman in 30. By far. Because, yeah. so, look, so much can happen between now and WrestleMania where they can make Randy Orton winning interesting in some way. There's something, there, there's, there's room for improvement, at least, in that. Right. But 
You can't fix Roman at 30. You can't fix that. And like, it's not that I'm like, I don't care that he's in the Rumble. Put him in the Rumble, whatever. That's do. fine. I think I'm, I'm okay with him being in the Rumble. But, like, at 30, when nothing else has ha- Like, when stuff has happened, but everything else has been so predictable, to have him at 30, it, it, it's, it's part of it is obviously people just want to boo Roman. And some mm-hmm. folks are just going to boo, boo Roman no matter what. But part of it is also, like... Man, just think of like all the cool think of all the cool things that could have happened at thirty that instead was Roman Reigns. Well, I think it was a heel move too. As from of? a character perspective. That means he knew he was gonna lose his match. So he either he lost his match he knew he was gonna lose his match and somehow somehow was in at number thirty. That's that's one. Two is he beat up whoever was supposed to be thirty and took their <laughs> slot. But if you're gonna if you're gonna bring somebody out who's in the world title match at number thirty you do it with AJ Styles. You yeah. do the, the heel, like the real heel who lost his match. Well, uh, and it's enough of a chicken shit to have a have an insurance plan. It makes him look smart. I mean, but this see, is now, just now, like now, what is the fucking point? Right. I mean, because because you're approaching it from the from the booking standpoint, which is you know, I, I, it's I hard see as a fan too. not to nowadays. But, but right? I, no, well, to me though, it's it's even on a more basic level. Like you heard that there was nobody in that arena that wanted to see Roman. Even people who like Roman Reigns didn't want to see Roman Reigns be thirty. Right. Like there was yeah. like you got Finn Balor, you got Shinsuke, you got Samoa Joe, you got Kurt Angle, you got all these people who are around. Let alone the people who aren't the Hardys and the Omegas and all of these yeah. possible people it could right. have been. Yeah. Nobody. Wanted Roman Reigns at number thirty. They sure didn't. And, and that's the thing. Just as a company, fuck the booking. In terms of giving people what they want, yeah. nobody wanted that. You could have put Angle on one of them big dude carts, uh, please, and then just had him roll around the ring and wave, and then roll his ass right <laughs> back out. <laughs> and I would have still lost all of my shit. I would have to. <laughs> Well, let's look at the Rumble overall, okay? Look, I will say, as it went, the flow of the Rumble, I liked just fine. I did, too. There were great moments. The Ellsworth-Ambrose moment was really nice. Yeah. Corbin, uh, Corbin eliminating Strowman was really good. Uh, look, Roman eliminating The Undertaker. Obviously, they put Roman in to the Rumble to start his program with The Undertaker for WrestleMania. That's my solid belief. Goldberg eliminating Lesnar. It was great. I loved it. I'm very excited for that match, and I was not excited for it at all when he came back. I, I thought the squash was fine. Obviously, we knew pretty shortly thereafter there were going to be more matches. This is a great way to put more heat on that matchup. So they did They did a good job building some stories up. Je- I will say my biggest disappointment, if you're going to have Jericho in that match at number two or three or whatever he was, and then have him hide outside of the ring for most of the match, which he did. Mm-hmm. He would pop in, attack somebody, and then pop back out. Do a 99 and have him win at the end. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your program with Kevin Owens. Yep. I think the thing yeah. is they know that's going to happen anyway, so they don't need a, a reason to get it started. But I think that's just the the right type of gas to throw in that fire. But it more speaks to the fact that that SmackDown needs that to break up the Wyatts. Because I think Bray Wyatt gets the title in two weeks. I hope so. <clears throat> so yeah. I, I mean, it, it's a middling rumble at best. The lack of of a nostalgia entry and the lack of like a huge 
a huge person coming in hurt it for me. Yeah, because I think that they were counting on like Taker being the nostalgia, but it's like he's already Ooh, been around. He's announced. Yeah, yeah he's announced. Like yeah, he's we knew. he's been around. Goldberg's been around. Brock has been around. Yeah, that's the bummer. And I do think that if Roman, he still would have got booed at no matter what the number. But I think that if you put Roman in at number twenty. It, you don't have people being nearly as apocalyptic as you do as when you think of all of the potential of what could be that number 30. And then it's like Roman Reigns. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't put Enzo in. Yeah, especially Why? not to, to be thrown out and that way. Late, yeah, I mean, just not. That was a waste of a spot. I think there it were a couple wasted spots. Spot. I didn't like Gallagher being out there. I'm saying I'm a Jack Gallagher fan. Yeah, but I don't think that's cute. a waste of a Rumble spot. I thought too it was early. Cute. I he liked was it too early. He was I don't at number five. Honestly, I, think. I don't really want to see anybody in the Rumble who who is not believable to win it. And to me, that's even Ellsworth. The, maybe maybe Ellsworth was was cute. In but some, you think have one cute small guy? Yeah. yeah, like don't don't waste a bunch of don't don't do Ellsworth and Enzo. Uh, and Gallagher. I would have rather the Byron fucking took off his suit and went in than Enzo. <laughs> I would rather, At least that would have been fun. I would have rather that than Enzo or Roman. I would have wow. rather Byron to stand up and remove his clothes and well, jump into that's the Because there wasn't that wacky factor. Yeah. Something. Other than Elmsworth, who's already wacky for a living. Yeah. What I do want to say before we move on that I was, I was very disappointed, and my hopes were really pumped up by our producer, Julian Burrell, <laughs> who, who told us one day during like a break in recording, he was like, I'm going to tell you right now why The Miz, blah, blah, blah. It's because they're going to put him in the Rumble and he's going to win. And then I had a little spark of hope in me <laughs> that grew into a burning flame by time I saw it because I was like, yeah, he's the ultimate dark horse. But he's been doing the best work of his career. Just and keep, he's the perfect talking. guy to have this title. And then he goes and wins it at WrestleMania. And then you give him a gigantic run with that <laughs> belt. And just to make him a dominant chicken shit heel who hides behind his wife all and I doesn't get people title shots. Is where we've been. That's all you need to do. It's so easy. You're not even through. taking a chance on a new guy. Ooh. This guy... Is, is a proven veteran. He's <laughs> main evented before. Take, take me the memories to be my sunshine after the rain. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Oh, this is not a fucking commercial break. <laughs> what a huge blue balls. <laughs> anyway, let's jump over to, <laughs> to talk about the Samoan we thought would be in the Rumble. That's a new theme song. Man. That is a new theme song. <laughs> Just play us harmonizing. Man. That's what we need. Samoa Joe made his debut on Raw to assault Seth Rollins and seemingly be a new heavy for Triple H. First off, how happy are you guys to see Samoa Joe on the main roster? Um, real big bummer about Seth's knee slash whole oh, life. Oh, no. Why is <laughs> his leg Think bad. how good he's going to be at Madden when he's done. I saw oh, that man. He's going to be, so, be so good at Madden. He'll be ranked. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Samoa Joe, though. Um, <laughs> would you rather he have debuted in the Rumble than on Raw? No. I mean. Yeah? I would. If he was 30, great. But then. <laughs> you mean 30 years old? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> no, but uh, if he was number 30, that would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there is something to be said about bringing new guys in that you want to have heat and you want to put in main event positions. And if you put them in a Royal Rumble and they don't win, then is that a waste of them? I would have liked to see him there, but yeah. I think it's okay that he wasn't. It's a good point. You can't have him win. Like, he's not the guy who's going to win it, and it's only going to make it. Is it going to make him look bad to get eliminated? Right. Unless but, he's and, and, tear. And, and then there's always, you know, storylines and angles that you can play off for that and make it. Makes, but there is something to be said for that if you're going to put him in, win it. But yeah, uh, I I did enjoy how he was brought out. I thought the Triple H promo was excellent. I love yeah. his his sweaty dress shirt shoulders. I love those <laughs> very much. <laughs> those those do a lot for me. Um, and I I loved how he set it up like he was about to to put hands on Seth, mm-hmm. and then um Joe comes out and beats him up. It is a damned shame that um Rollins's leg is not working now i wouldn't i wouldn't have mind if he came out at 30 and didn't win because i feel like aj AJ didn't win last year obviously and he still came out um feeling very strong and awesome yeah and i was still very ready to see what he did um i don't mind the way that he came out except again it's just kind of a bummer like he comes out and his whole thing is i'm going to come out and i'm going to destroy seth rollins and then destroy seth rollins (laughs) (laughs) did you you see the tweet did you see some more joe's tweet yeah. Oh boy. Oh, at least for the listening great. audience. For the listening um, audience. I'm going to paraphrase, but it was it was like he did a quote tweet where he quoted the news because WWE made a news article about it first. Yeah. And he said, "Well, boss, looks like I delivered." Yup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, it was good. It was good. Oh, Kayfabe it on social media. I right. love it. On to the Royal Rumble pre-show, uh, where they actually had a lot of things going on that I think we want to talk about. First of all, the club won the Raw Tag Team titles from Cesaro and Sheamus. Very quickly, do you guys think this should have been on the main card? Yeah, because yeah. then I would have watched it. Yep. Because <clears throat> yep. I didn't it was, see it. It was important. Yeah. Anytime yeah. it's a title change. A title changes should never be on the pre-show. Why, why do they do such robust pre-shows now? It used to be like they would they would talk, 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 talk to set up the event and maybe do one match on a pre-show. Now I feel like there's more and more matches Just on call it the show. Yeah. I, that's what I'm starting you, to wonder. Just, like, just keep call it, it the show. Keeps it from being a four-hour pay-per-view, though. But then it you're still like, is. Kind of, it shows. still is, though. Wait, if it it's, is, if it's but, a title match yeah. and I have to watch it and it's a big thing where a title like that is going to go on someone who hasn't had it yet or hasn't yeah. like yeah no it has to be right because if you're if you're changing the title i mean this is a worked sport so if they're yep. changing the title on purpose on the pre-show it's, it's to get eyeballs on the pre-show so then you might as well call it a four-hour show yeah it does bury the title it does bury the tag titles sure does there. sure does all right well let's move on uh to... i have a question yes please hypothetically yeah you guys think they will ever put Either world title match on a pre-show. Do you ever see that happening? Oh God! Do you, do you see that with SmackDown? <laughs> yeah, if they did. They do it with SmackDown, for sure. They would. Yeah. Well, when that day comes, uh, just know that they hate us. Just yeah. know that there's no <laughs> that'll, that'll be the final episode of the show. Is we all throw our hands up and walk away from wrestling permanently. I want to let everybody know though that they put Hogan on. They put Hogan on without an apology expressly to black people. I'm no longer watching wrestling. Well, not all of it, just WWE. Well, that's really all I watch anyway. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, then it's going to shift to a Lucha Underground show. Now that it's coming to Netflix. <laughs> that is exciting. Oh, is it coming to Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, I think like as soon as maybe next month, they're going to put up the first and second season. Well, get that money, y'all. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Might actually oh, watch it now. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Now you can find it on a television. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to the women's title match, where Charlotte Flair defeated Bailey to retain her title. I think it is a great idea to keep this title on her forever. I think she is one of the best heels on the roster. Certainly, the the I love I love heels with belts. I think she and Alexa are, are two different varieties of heel, and I like having both flavors on top right now. Yeah, both do you guys flavors agree? and blonde. Keep her. Do you, but do you agree that she should keep going? Look, she's she's. <laughs> Sasha's just as good in the ring. Charlotte's a better promo. Agree? And Charlotte's a better promo. That's that's the Charlotte's difference. one of the better promos in the company, right? Yeah. Sure, true story. Her, in the middle of that match where she said, you're like the fans. And yeah, when she said, the you're crowd like and saying, you. Yes. She's like you. That was great. Yeah. That, that was You don't really get that great. from Sasha. Sasha will like give you get some it, attitude You get it from heel her. Sasha. Yeah. You well, don't get it from heel face Sasha. Sasha. Heel Sasha is a great promo. Heel Sasha stole a little girl's headband and threw it back at her and made her cry. And then did the thing where she was mocking a little girl crying. Heel Sasha is the tits. Okay. Face I'm... Sasha is just like, I do the thing. And then I walk down and I hit people with scratches. Like, heel, face Sasha doesn't work. She needs to be a heel because yeah. that's how that character works. That character doesn't you know what work. I'm afraid of. Hmm. They're going to turn Sasha heel. I hear, I hear, I read that it's imminent. It's about to happen. Good. And you see seeds being planted for it now. <clears throat> I'm afraid of, though, it's like they're going to turn her heel, and the first thing they're going to do is put her in a damn tag team with Charlotte. And I'm just, it's going to make my brain hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like coming off of two years of them yeah. hating each other. No, yeah. no memory. The first thing they're going to do is put them in a tag well, team. Well, and what they'll do is they'll be like, remember when we were best friends back at NXT? And they'll oh. be like, yeah, but then we hated each other for like, because yeah. that went bad. Well, then you have the scene. It's like the whole thing. It's like Cena Harper. Harper's in the ring, and after five seconds yeah, of the Day SmackDown, he's like, oh, he turned. Oh, I, he turned. I did not like that at all. No. I, I don't, I think like. Cena's, and it's an intriguing story. Cena's instant trust of Luke Harper makes him look <laughs> stupid. It makes me feel stupid. Yeah, it makes him it. look real stupid. Uh. Yeah, you don't remember that kid singing he's got the whole world in his hands? Yeah, remember how this cage? dude was just in a creepy cult? Like, do you want to maybe yeah. talk with him first, see how he's doing? All right, finally, an early contender for match of the year. John Cena defeats AJ Styles to win his 16th world championship. That's a lot of damn world championships. Yes. That just means he's lost it 15 times. <clears throat> That's right. The reaction to this was split between disappointment that John Cena is once again the top champ to excitement that it was such a good match. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, I, I don't think the, the crowds are booing him as much. In fact, when he came out to do his opening promo on SmackDown, the crowd was kind of quiet, which was disappointing. Because that guy, I know we're supposed to, it's, it's like cool to not like him. I think that guy has carried the company on his back and has keeps getting better with age. He, in the last two years, has maybe put on the best matches of his career. True story. And so I don't feel like, look, I'm glad they gave him the world title, title win. He's a part-timer. He's not going to have it for that long. I hate seeing AJ without the belt just because he's so good that you just want him to have it forever. Yeah. But I think it's okay to take the title off in this WrestleMania season. You know, AJ Styles heard, can maybe have the title next time. Where are you guys on it? Have y'all heard the horrible matches they're talking about having AJ do for WrestleMania? Hmm. What are they? Oh, y'all don't know. I've don't heard even, AJ I Undertaker. Know. I don't even know if I should tell you guys. Do it's it. really disappointing. Oh, it's an exclusive. Tights and Fights exclusive. I mean, I just read it on the internet, but... <laughs> internet exclusive. The talk right now is AJ versus Shane McMahon. 
Oh, that's right. No, I have heard that. And I feel and, and Meltzer said that right. And, and there and there, if you look at the yeah. show, it looks like they're slowly having it. Shane kind of like pick on him and. And I just uh, nobody. Why would nobody you waste wants AJ on nobody, a Shane McMahon exactly. match? But I think they're still. So what he can do one halfway coast to coast, a coast to, k- and then <laughs> coast to Kansas. <laughs> Got him! Oh, oh, it's great. <laughs> like, what is it? Did AJ piss someone off and then be like, "Oh, you carry and Shane for twenty minutes"? I yeah. think they see it as a big money match. They like, do. This they, is a I huge think they match, see it that way, and yeah. it's great for AJ. AJ's obviously going to go <laughs> over. And they'll little fuel, so it'll be nice to see him get a win at WrestleMania. But I agree. I think there are so many better ways. To I use don't know his if character. we can assume that he's going to win that match either. Okay, really? let's. I don't know if we can assume that. What uh, what other things can Shane fall off of? And I know, and, and I hope they don't put him in the cell. The wagon, God, if, he, no. if he's recovering. <laughs> that's true. If he's still recovering. That. I'm just trying to think of like turnip different... truck. He can fall off a turnip yeah, truck. Yeah, that's he can true. Fall off the like truck. different things he could. Ooh, maybe he can do like um, instead of doing the thing like Stone Cold did, where he sprayed people in the beer truck. It is just a truck full of shoes, and it just shoots <laughs> shoes out. <laughs> a shoe cannon. <laughs> just a shoe <laughs> cannon. <laughs> and then he can fall off of that. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Well, to cap off all of this fun, <laughs> what letter grade would you give this year's Rumble overall? I would give it a a C plus that's barely a C plus slash a B minus that's barely a if that makes sense. Yep. Like somewhere between a C plus B minus. Like I didn't fuck I didn't hate it. It was still fun. The Rumble is fun. It's just again, it's Every year they show us these packages of all these fun things they've done in the past and they get us <laughs> speculating. And then in the end, it's just like, it's all that, it's just, you know, it wasn't, there weren't any, I wasn't surprised. The closest I came to a surprise was um, Gallagher and fucking uh, Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Like there's always something unexpected and I feel like this rumble was very expected. It was still fun. I still enjoyed it, except for that 30. Um, but, yeah, so that's why, like, it's obviously, it's not, like, completely whatever. So, yeah, C+, plus, it's barely a C+. Plus. B-, minus, it's barely a minus. Okay. Mike? Also going to be minus, because it wasn't a bad show. And if you remove the heightened expectations that we had because of them, yep. I think everybody would have been fine. And, I agree. And it's yeah. the kind of event where, like, <clears throat> if you could imagine that... That whole show exact happened exactly how it happened, and Roman Reigns was a heel. Hmm. How much, how sweet would that have been to Way bring better. him out at number thirty as a heel when he's already competed and lost a title match earlier? I mean, and, and you know, to me, it's just those those little things. It's the expectations. It's it's his weird placement in things all the time that just kind of wear on me and just have me in my feelings but it doesn't make it a bad show it just makes it one that you know had these couple of things that really glare in terms of like them not getting something right okay uh i'm gonna give it a b Mm -hmm. and here's why the lack of star power hurts it the aj cena match brings it back up Mm. charlotte's performance even though they had a botched spot with Bailey, that was a that was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. And Jericho in a shark cage. Yeah. And Owens working really hard. I like Owens delivering a Superman punch. Yeah. yeah. And going through all those chairs. Like there were. That chair thing, man. 
the problem is the last thing you think of is Roman coming out at 30, which mm. just, like, I wasn't super disappointed. It wasn't like I was mad about it. The, the reaction video on the internet is hilarious of all those people yeah. and their different reactions. It was just sort of like... Oh, it, <laughs> it felt just, like a. It felt like a like a like they pooched it. It felt a lot like nothing new, like just same old, same old. Yeah, and I and like Roman. I think he's a good worker. I think he's a good worker. I don't too. hate it's him. Good matches. I don't hate him. He's just he's you know he's just there, and I wish it, it's again it's not it's not Roman. It's just that like he just doesn't connect with me, and to have him at thirty. When you could have put so many other things in there that would have been more exciting and would have popped me harder, it's kind of like, uh, you can still have him in there, just he doesn't need to be 30. Yeah. When people are agree. waiting and like, hey, anything can happen, anything can, oh no, it's Roman. Yep. Anything can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Any one thing <laughs> that is definitely going to happen. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Our hosts are Danielle Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer in Silence Behind the Violence is Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. And keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes and share us with all of your friends. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. I am I am extremely <laughs> I can't I gotta sell I can't no sell it. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> um I dropped my phone and my wig got caught on my head. It didn't come off. It didn't oh come off but it no. But I heard the the like the <laughs> and then I turned over to see you untangling your box man. <laughs> I was so gonna try to talk through it. I, I, was, I just couldn't. Oh god! Imagine if my wig just came off, <laughs> but just flew up in the air just like a comedy skit. Oh my god! Oh, oh. 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 o